Hi everyone, welcome to another video or podcast with me, Angela Renee. You're listening to Tea with Ange and I appreciate you being here for another video or podcast. Um, I'm looking forward to today. Today we're going to talk about religion versus relationship. Um, this is close to my heart because of the way I grew up. Um, I grew up, I, had a, I have a beautiful childhood story and nothing totally traumatic, um, you know, but I grew up in the church. I grew up in church and I believe the Lord, um, as an adult, I've learned that the Lord has more for us than just religion. So I just want to make sure that we are able to talk about the difference between religion and relationships. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So I hope you'll stick around. Okay, so first let's ask the question, what is religion and what is relationship? So by definition, I'll read it straight from my phone just so that we are not confused as to what we're talking about here. Religion. Religion, by definition, is the belief and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god or gods. Um, a particular system of faith and worship, a pursuit or interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance. And then relationship is the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected or the state of being connected, the state of being connected by blood or marriage, the way in which two or more people or groups regard and behave toward each other. So right then and there we see a very huge difference between relationship and religion. And so today I just want to talk about what it looks like in our lives when we are focused in a religious based thing or space and what it means and looks like to be more focused on the relationship of it all. Um, and just so you know a little bit more about me and my story, I tend to, if any of you know me from junior high, high school, elementary school, you know like I, I was very much like what you would call a Jesus freak or the Jesus girl. Like I just really cared about everything Jesus. But a lot of that was, it was based in, in fear of like, I just didn't want to make God mad. I didn't want to upset whatever that God thing up there was. Like I just pictured him being this really large judge that just was waiting for me to do something wrong so that he could slam me down and discipline me and send me to hell or whatever. So my idea of like everything God was very, very much stuck in, in the religious connotation of what he appeared to be based on what I was learning and how I was interpreting it and how I was hearing it as a child. So, um, I'm, so I'm very careful now as a mother as to how I teach about who God is and, and who Jesus is and what Christianity is and all those things and the labels and the terms and all those things. Um, so I hope that this video and this conversation today will open you up to other dynamics of, of, of your own life and like where you are in your heart and in your mind. So, all right, so now that we've talked about religion and relationship defined, let's get into the real practical things that we see in both of those areas. So I'm going to refer to some Bible passages and 
I, I know some of you may be either new to the Bible or the Bible isn't something that you believe in or want to look at or whatever, but if you so choose, you are welcome to look this up on the Bible app, um, any Bible app, version, whatever it is, um, or you can just go to Google and say the Bible passage and it'll bring it up to you, bring, bring it up for you. But um, I just want you to know um, when I say these things, I'm not just throwing them out of my own mind. I, I've seen them live true in my own life. So I want you to see where they come from, but I also want you to know that I've seen it come true. So I'm not just like, oh, just trust in it. No, it's I, I believe in it because I've seen it be real. Religion and relationship, the first difference between the two is that one is conditional and one is unconditional. So one is based on works and actions and the other is not. Um, religion is very much based on how perfect or imperfect you are or what you do or how much of it that you do and relationship has nothing to do with that relationship is just about the presence of being and the state of being and um, it's about truth and love it's not about your capabilities religion is is very much work-based action-based and relationship does take work but it's not work in the fact in the in the sense of tasks um it's not productivity it's intimacy so it's very different religion is very much focused on on how well you can do things and um relationship is is how well you can love so and yes love is action but love starts with its choice it's that you are choosing to love someone choosing to love that thing that presence okay so the example of that comes from um, the book of luke in the bible which is in the new testament so that's in if you're looking at a real bible that would be uh, or a physical bible i should say that would be in the in the back towards the back middle to the back um but that passage is in luke chapter 10 and this is jesus visiting uh, mary and martha who were two of the women who followed him um in during his ministry so it says in in luke 10 verses 38 through 42 as jesus and the disciples continued on their way to jerusalem they they came to a certain village village where a woman named martha welcomed them into her home her sister mary sat at the lord's feet listening to what he taught but martha was distracted by the big by the big dinner she was preparing she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. So right there, we see the way Jesus experiences relationship versus religion. Um, Martha was concerned about all the details, all the production, all the let's make it look perfect. Let's make sure that all these things are set up so that Jesus, you know, when Jesus is here, he's looking at like, wow, look at what they did. Look at how great it looks. And Jesus is like, no, that I that's not it. Mary, you know, Mary figured this out. Martha, you come sit with me. Come sit with me. Just sit and let's talk and let's have a conversation and let's discuss and that's what relationship offers it's it's not about the tasks so that's the first thing okay the second one is levels of acceptance versus 
one love for all. Um, in religion, there's a lot of like, well, if you do this well, then you'll get this much love or this much of reward or this much of whatever. Um, but if you do this, you know, you can gain this and that. And it's like these levels or ranks of like acceptance or belonging. And in relationship, there is none of that. None of that is, none of that even exists. That's not there. So what we get to see in relationship is that it's just about love. It's just about you are who you are and I accept you for that. And I'm excited to be a part of life with you. Just kind of like the way you would be with like a sibling or a favorite cousin or an aunt or an uncle or a child or a husband. It's like, you just want to be around that person. You just want to hang out. It's not like, I like you today better than I did yesterday because you did the dishes or whatever. It's like, it's just love. Love is just there. And that's what relationship is versus religion. The next one is rules versus truth in love. This one is really dear to my heart because I was, I, I tend to be more of a rule follower just by nature. And I used to be very concerned about following rules. If if you have that struggle, I totally understand. There's nothing wrong with that, but we, we can be very much lost in in following the rules and missing out on, on truth and, and in love. And I know this goes kind of deep into Bible theology and I'm not a theo theologist. I'm not, I'm not any of that. I'm just, I'm just Angela. And so, but I, but I love relationship. And so, and relationship in my opinion starts with the Lord because God is love. So, um, when I, when I think about the word of God and I, I remember what I learning about the old Testament and the new Testament and, and the Old Testament holds holds to an old covenant, and the New Testament is where lies a, a new covenant with the coming and the dying and the resurrection of Jesus. He brought a new covenant, and in that new covenant, there isn't law that is is meant to be perfectly followed. It's literally love, and he says that in his words. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read that next. Um, it's in. John, or sorry, Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 and 40, Jesus answers this situation. So it's, it's, it says, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor, neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. I'm going to say that last part again. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So what we see here is that within the new covenant, Jesus makes it clear that our life is to model that of love, loving God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. And the second being as important is to love your neighbor, love others. It is so hard in life right now to love all people. There is so much hate, there's so much division, it's hard to live that way, but that's literally all that life is really meant to be about, is love. It is not about being perfect or living perfectly. We can't do that. That is literally why 
Jesus had to come and be a sacrifice to clear out, be a second Adam, to clear out the sin of this world. And sin still exists, but we have choices whether or not to live in that or to walk in as much truth and love as we can. So humanly possible. So religion expects you to live by the law, be perfect in the law, obey these commandments, obey these rules, and yet relationship, which is what the new covenant brings us, what Jesus wants, what God wants from us is relationship. It brings truth and love. So we love one another, we live in truth, and finding the truth is up to us. We have access to the truth. We need to seek the truth, not try to coax how people feel, but to seek the truth and live in that truth. Okay, just a few more, and I, I don't want these videos to be long. I try so hard to keep them short and to the point, but I'm getting better. So forgive me and thank you for sticking around. So the next one, um, the next comparison is based in competition. So it's who's winning versus already winning. With, with God, we are already winning. So religion tells you you have to be a certain something, right? In order to have what you want to succeed in the religion, you have to do certain things. And as you do those things, you win, right? Um, and as you watch other people winning, you are becoming competitive and you're like, well, they're winning and I need to work harder. I need to do more Bible studies or host most Bible more Bible studies, or I need to, you know, serve more homeless people, or I need to, it's all about, it's, it's, it's just a comparison trap. It's the comparison game. That's religion. That's activity that does not align with what God has called us to. Relationship says, we've already won we've already won just by just by being with each other just by abiding like it's already it's already there um that comes from a passage as well um that the lord gives us in john chapter 16 33 he says jesus says i have told you all this so that you may have peace in me here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows but take heart because i have overcome the world so if he's overcome the world, he's already won. And if we are in relationship with Jesus, then we've won too. So it's like exciting to me because it, it takes so much pressure off of having to be the one to do, to do the work to win. It's like being one with Jesus leads you to be winning already. And so if he's overcome the world, then so have you just by being present with him. Like he says this to give us peace. Do we have peace by trying to fix and do all these things to be a level of whatever we want, want to be to succeed in, in, in religious activity? Is that, is that the goal of life? Or is it to be one with Christ so that we can be who we were always created to be? Is it to be one with the creator to see and be the way he sees our sees us and sees the world and then do the things that he's called us to do it's just a question to consider <laughs> the last difference that i wanted to bring up for the differences between religion and relationship is is death and life death of the spirit and life of the spirit and what i mean by that is religion brings burnout it brings 
you know, drain and depletion and it empties your cup and it's like you're dragging. That's what that's what religion does. That's what the idea of I have to do these things brings us. But relationship actually brings life and energy and joy and happiness and it doesn't make life perfect. It doesn't make life dramaless. It doesn't make life free of pain or hurt. Jesus said that in the verse we just read, but what it does is it allows for space for things to have peace in the midst. So even if I'm in a storm, I have peace because I've got this relationship that's happening. It's like when you go through trials with your spouse and you guys are just a really great team and you're able to get through that because you have each other. That same dynamic, or maybe it's a, a best friend or a boyfriend or a sibling, like it's you, you having each other is what carries you through that storm. Having Jesus, having a relationship with God is the same kind of thing that like propels us through that um, feeling carried. So it's like strength in the battle. It's, it's, it increases that. And actually, obviously, there's a verse for that. Um, <laughs> There's actually two different passages. 2 Corinthians 3 verses 5 and 6 says, It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. He has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. This is a covenant not of written laws, but of the Spirit. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the Spirit gives life. It's very clearly written right there that we are in a new covenant and that new covenant does not include working till we're you know dragging ourselves by our own feet trying to like catch up with everybody else it's not about trying to get to the to the finish line before everybody else it's about finishing it's about finishing whatever we are called to do with god with christ not on our own merit we're not running because we have the strength to run we're running because he's carrying us and we're running in his arms and that could sound really foo-foo to you and like whatever i don't nobody's carrying me i'm totally walking on my own feet um yes physically you are but in in the spiritual realm of things like what's carrying you the other verse that speaks to this is in john 10 10 the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy I have come, this is Jesus talking, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So right there again, we see that life is given to us in the full when we're walking with Jesus. He came to give us life in the full, not to condemn, not to pull us away from this thing and that thing and pull us into this thing. And that's not what he came for. He didn't come to steal our joy. He didn't come to kill our passions actually he gives more passion to us so those verses speak to what i'm talking about and i hope that you can find truth and peace in what god is trying to tell you right now so you might be thinking all of that sounds great angela like i just don't know how to go from living this life of religiosity and focusing more on relationship well i just have a couple things that maybe you can do start doing today that would help you get um, out of that religious freak out type of living to a more relationship based living. So the first one would be the mind shift that I talked about in the last video. And if you didn't see that, I would encourage you to go watch that. But the first step would, to, would be to have a mindset shift. 
And what I mean by that is take time to get to know who God really is. Who is he really? Like we can't just listen to all these different videos and watch all these different pastors talk and all this stuff and assume that we're going to really get to know God just by doing that. Like take time, like put on some beautiful like worship music, maybe some classical worship music or something and open the Bible and read read it for yourself ask God questions for yourself and just get to know who he really is on your own so that you can see that he is a God of love now if you read only the Old Testament you're gonna get a whole different Old Covenant side of God that you're gonna see a lot of punishment a lot of war a lot of things that were happening during that time and during that context but you see God the whole time through was was loving us and was getting us to the point where he knew we needed a savior and he sent us that. And that may hard, be hard for you to believe, but I encourage you to go and dig and find the truth about who God is. Secondly, I would disconnect. Take time away from the internet, the media, I would take away time take time away from entertainment. Um, allow space for your mind to just kind of detox from all the stuff in society. There's a lot of stuff out there that we feed ourselves that doesn't really help us see um, a relationship type of life. There's a lot of things out there pushing you and encouraging you to do this and do that and follow these 10 steps to get a successful business. Uh, do, join my coaching program and spend this amount of money and you're going to be rich in a year or whatever it is. Like there's all these do's and don'ts of, of a lot of different things. And sometimes we can, I know for me, I can get really caught up in all that and then just feel so depleted and defeated because I'm unable to do what I see everybody else doing. So taking a mental break from social media and all the other different entertain, different entertaining things um, can often really save our, our mind from feeling like we have to do all these things because all of that is religious based. It's all a belief set that's telling you you have to do certain things to have a certain thing, to succeed in life, not only succeed in life physically, but spiritually. To succeed in life, you have to do all these things. These ideas that I'm giving you are just ways to get yourself out of those toxic ways of thinking and really move into a very, a very safe space with yourself and with God. Third, I would encourage you to spend more time in your sweet spot, which to me is like the places that bring you passion or you feel you're passionate about um, somewhere where you feel alive. Maybe it's a service project, whatever that area is, that is something that God has put in you innately to be passionate about. So spend time in those areas, replace that social media time and that entertainment time and all that stuff that you're filling your time with. Um, when you remove that for a while, replace it with the things that make you feel alive and bring you excitement and where you see you're pouring into somebody and you get that feeling of like, man, I'm so glad I got to do that. Do more of those things during that time. I would strongly encourage you to invite God into your busy. Remember I said productivity versus intimacy, like God wants intimacy with us. So when we are so busy, we can forget about all of that other stuff. So invite him into your busy, invite him into all the things that you're doing or wanting to do and, 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 
involve him so that he can then mold you into what it is you're actually meant to do and meant to be and then you'll notice right away that it becomes a lot more a lot less stressful to move in your gifts and your talents so invite him in and lastly i would encourage you to reevaluate your priorities what i mean by that is at the end of every day i would encourage you just to reflect on the things that you did in that day and how they made you feel and write it down write down you know i did a and when i was done doing a i felt energized i felt happy i felt grateful when i did f i felt sad i felt alone i felt discouraged i felt depressed i felt, I felt anxious um, write down all those things and then reevaluate your priorities. Decide what it is that you should actually be doing with your time that actually gives you life. And the more that you get to know God and the more that you get closer to God, you actually start doing things and putting things as a priority that actually align with what He's already called you to do. So it becomes just more of a peaceful, flowing day. Not every day is like that, but a lot of our days become just flow kind of days because we're walking and living in the purpose that we were always meant to. I know this has been long. I'm just going to wrap up real quick and I, I want to recap to make sure we've got all those down. So the differences between relationship and religion are the following. Religion is conditional or action-based or work-based or performance-based and relationship is based on intimacy and just living life in love. Secondly, in religion, there are levels of acceptance, whereas in relationship, there's one love for all. Third, there are rules in religion, whereas in relationship, there's truth and love. Fourth, in religion, it is about competition, who's winning. In relationship, we've already won. And lastly, in religion, there is death of our spirit, but in relationship, there is life life abundantly, life richly, and it's wonderful. It's not perfect, but it's wonderful. Thank you again for being here with me on another episode of Tea with Ange. I'm so glad you guys came, and I really hope that these videos are encouraging to you. Um, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to message me on either Instagram or Facebook. Um, you can also send me a voice message on Anchor. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I will see you all on Tuesday. Bye!